to start off the show, we have some breaking news. Per, per a hopeful uh, guest on this show, very soon, oh. Bruce Feldman, sources, former MLB COO Tony Patetti, Patitti, is expected to become the new commissioner of the Big Ten. Uh, also, ESPN has reported the move. So as soon as we're going on live here, oh. the Big Ten commissioner is now being announced. Um, I will tell you this, Tony was a big part of getting the push um, for new legislation for when it comes to uh, minor league baseball, yeah. time clock, stuff like that. So I know that we're just starting this live show, but however, Bruce Feldman is reporting uh, that we have a new Big Ten commissioner. Good for them. Kevin Warren, I thought, grossly mishandled yes. COVID-19. Um, I thought Kevin Warren was the biggest Rudy Poo of all the Rudy Poos. There we go. Uh, so after the ad break, do we want to – I know that – I feel like we've never had this much timing on on breaking news. Do we want to talk about that a little bit before we get into Cliff Kingsbury and the – Yeah, we can do that. Do that. Okay, because I'd love to just quickly lo- pull, pull up his – that guy's bio when we're in the ad break. But that's – wow, that's massive news the, to break on a on a Tuesday night that they're hiring. That, that's who their new commissioner – that's our – just off the top of my head, though, that is a great – decision and a great hire by the big 10 to go with that guy i don't know anything about him to be honest i will tell you um let me just throw this out there mm-hmm. okay major league baseball i i so admittedly i don't know him okay i i, I haven't researched him i don't know the man we'll have to talk about it here um nevertheless though major league baseball's had some issues with growth when it comes to you being the COO of something and you don't have any growth, I do think that there's an issue there. So I just want to let it to be prefaced that um, I don't know anything about this guy. I'll f- we'll find out during the break, uh, but we definitely will talk about that. That's not the only thing that we're talking about. Joe, the uh, the man with the master plan, so they say, Cliff Kingsbury is back in college football. He's going to be a senior analyst that's going to work with quarterbacks, with USC. Look, admittedly, again, I don't have a problem with this. I think that you have a little bit more of a problem with it than I do. I think overall it's a good hire. He's a senior analyst. I I mean, he's a senior analyst. Yeah, we're going to get into it. I just – my whole thing, what I texted you about, is it's kind of a cop-out move by Kingsbury to hide behind Lincoln Riley's coaching staff, and I, I, I don't think it does anything. I just think this is a nothing higher for both sides. It's it's cool. fine. It's a nice little feather in the cap. But for me, I just don't think it really means as much of a headline as as some people painted it to be. I I, I don't – look, we'll get into it. I, I don't want to get into it here. Um, I, I just – for me, I just can't – you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. Also, uh, Kirby Smart takes some shots – at Josh Heupel, and then Josh Heupel responds by firing back uh, at Kirby Smart. Joe, what Kirby said wasn't wrong. So just to give a little preface to to what Kirby Smart said, okay, in a nutshell, he says, he's talking about can his quarterbacks make the right decisions. He said, we just don't have an offense that's a one, you know, as a hurry-up offense. We... um, our quarterbacks have to go through a lot and make decisions. He's not wrong. They have the most pro-style offense in all of college football that is successful. I mean, they have multiple shifts, multiple motions. 
he's not wrong, but he's definitely taking a, a shot at Josh Heupel, though. Yeah, and I, I this is a little bit more direct than this is a little bit more direct than the stuff that we talked about with Marcus Freeman and Brian Kelly. I, I it was a little bit unprompted though, which is the the really the the goofy part about all this is that it just out of nowhere he takes this this shot at at hypo and I don't understand what the the motivate like they beat them on the field like why are we why are we coming at him and and again we're gonna dive into that but just totally unprompted that decision to to make that statement yeah I, I don't um I don't think it was intended to be a shot okay I think it I think it was a shot without it being a shot what do I mean by that I think long story short, I think that he was asked a question about his quarterbacks not performing at the level that he wants. He says, guys, you got to understand, we got young dudes in. Basically, what he's trying to say, with saying it in the wrong way, we have young dudes in here, they're making the wrong decisions. Yes. He, more, Kirby was more taking a shot at his young quarterbacks, more than he's taking a shot at Josh Heupel, but since we're in the offseason, everybody's going to go out there and say to everybody and their mama, Oh, well, here goes Kirby. Here goes Kirby. And I'm just like, man, y'all need to calm down. So we'll we'll get into that a little bit too. And Kirby Smart's not wrong. So I mean, and quite honestly, when a guy who's coming after coming off of winning back-to-back national titles, when he says something, I think you should shut up and listen. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing that when when Kelly, when Saban, when Dabo, when Smart. When even when Lincoln speaks, I, I got to be honest. I shut up and listen, and now I react to what they say. But they know more. They've forgotten more football, Joe, than we know. Okay, yes. let's let, let's call it what it is. So, uh, we'll we'll dive into that as well. So, a lot to touch into. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the Big Ten commissioner until we have more knowledge. But at least we have that. Mm -hmm. So let's do this. We do have a lot we got to get into here tonight. Let's talk. Let's touch on it. Let's talk about our good friends over at Bet Online though first. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on Facebook, you guys have been killing it. Joe, we had our best month in March. We we finalized numbers today. Massive numbers on Facebook. Getting so much closer to those thousand subscriptions uh, on YouTube. So wherever you are, wherever you listen, like, subscribe, rate, review, all of that good stuff. We appreciate you doing that. All right, Joe, let's talk about our good friends over at Online. We're back in 50 seconds. We got a lot to discuss. Cliff Kingsbury, we'll start off with the Big Ten first when we return. Benelon is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline. AG. Do you have any idea what we're doing for the draft, Joe, or no? Wait, we've already talked about this. We had a discussion about this. We're 
we will talk offline. The we're it's the same, believe we're likely doing I the same. No secrets from my listeners, Joe. <laughs> no, no secrets. Believe is doing the same type of coverage that we did last year, where it was instant reaction to a lot of the picks with a lot of the hosts. Uh, I believe Ryan Roberts and I are going to be doing that, and then uh, you and I need to have a, a conversation on uh, the live extension of the draft coverage like you did last year i'm not doing it by myself i know i know we're, we're gonna myself. we're gonna have this I want multiple people in there i just want everybody like a reaction mm -hmm. to the draft I, I i'm not i am not putting myself through that uh, how mel kuyper like does mel kuyper do like what they do with racehorses like puts a rubber band around his his bladder so he doesn't have to go and pee like what is what does mel kuyper do there i i don't get it i think it's obnoxious you know so anyway all right all right so let's get into this. Do you, can you pronounce this man's name without? I know he's Italian. Patetti, Tony Patetti. Okay, it looks so Italian. Tony, so Tony Patetti. It was just announced by Bruce Feldman. He's going to be the new Big Ten commissioner. Uh, just to give an idea, uh, he intended Harvard Ford College, and also was a part of the economics department with Harvard Law School. Um, so I mean, you got Smart a Harvard guy. grad running the Big Ten. Uh, this is some of his accomplishments. Uh, he's had a lot of relationships with guess who? CBS. So this is just from his Wikipedia page. CSTV was renamed to CBS College Sports Network in 2008. Eventually evolved into CBS Sports Network. Uh, in April, he left CBS and he headed over to MLB Network. And then he was a, the COO of Major League Baseball. So CBS is taking over the rights of the Big Ten. They're getting rid of the SEC. Horrible decision, in my, in my opinion, I might add, into that. But it sounds as if that CBS has made this deal done. Because the guy that formed CBS College Football and CBS Network is now taking over the Big Ten, which, by the way, CBS is taking over the Big Ten. So for whatever it's worth, it sounds like, the TV money made another deal. Right. So, Blake, that's like my immediate thought with this is he, he launched MLB Network. He launched CBS Sports. He sounds like Eric Weinberger. <laughs> I, I wonder, I would love to call on Eric and, and ask him afterwards uh, his potential affiliation with this. I wonder if he ends up maybe having crossed paths with him. But, no, ex you said it exactly correctly. The way that this actually is portrayed is that this is another – TV deal type decision, which I prefer a decision like this compared to what was done for the head of the NCAA, where it's a politician that they hired. I would rather have somebody who has broadcasting relationships and a background with broadcasting to take over these conferences. They are going to be able to properly set up the success of a conference because they understand what it takes to produce content and games that are going to draw attention. I, I like the hire. I can't complain. And I know that we're going to, it, it's easy okay. to say. Here's why, here's why yeah. I hate it. You want to yeah. tell you why I hate it? Okay. What does he have anything to do with football? Not one thing. Well, what just, does he know about being a commissioner? Just because he doesn't know anything COVID about being out, a commissioner. COVID out, there's a COVID outbreak. Then what? Well, the, the sitting, the sitting at the time of the COVID outbreak, commissioner like no one is experienced when that happened what it what is that what does a COVID outbreak have to do with it well neither was neither was the sec and neither was greg sankey but look what happened i i don't I mean nobody's experienced i that's my my point here is i don't think it matters that he's not coming from 
the the traditional background of of working he's in conference leadership. He's got an econ he has an economics degree from Harvard Law School. Whatever, however you want to quantify that. Does he know what a cover three is? He doesn't need to know what a cover three is. We're, we're hiring the guy to handle the broadcasting deals. That's the most You're important not thing. Hiring him. That's not what a commissioner does. That's not that's not all the commissioner does. You he's not you calling have, a he's not calling a defense against uh, against Jim Harbaugh. No, no, but here's the issues that he is going to have to overcome. He's going to have to overcome SEC. You have Big Ten guidelines. You have Big Ten rules that he has to enforce, whether he likes it or not. He's going to have to come down on that. He, he he doesn't know he doesn't know the NIL game. He he what does he know about Big Ten athletics? What what does he know? There are more things that a commissioner has to do other than Joe. So wait, we're making. But why are we making assumptions based on what he doesn't doesn't know? Just because he comes from a baseball background? Because you would say the same thing about the NCAA president, which you already have. But he's a politician that comes with no broadcasting background, no sports background. I'm at least bringing in somebody who has a startup mentality for launching multiple networks. Like that to me is he's that's not what I want in a network though. His, his TV deal is already done for 10 years. Yeah. So what, what negotiation is he doing? It's it's not about the negotiation. It's just that's what's the primary focus no, of these conferences is the relationship with broadcast partners. Let me tell you what this is. You want to know what it is? What? They're putting him – CBS is putting him in there so that he can be a puppet for expansion. Why is that a problem? Because you want two major conferences? Is this the NFL? It's progressively – we were already on track for that. Hear, that was happening hear, already. I don't hear that it's progressively going that way. The NFL has 32 teams. Yeah. You're about to have 32 teams in a conference. But wait, but adapt or die at this point. We're, we're at the – Adapt to what? Adapt, adapt to, to, to conferences building up to this significant size. We're, we're watching the Pac-12 not adapt, and they're getting killed. They're getting picked apart. They're, they're trying gonna be to adapt. They're, but they, they're already three steps behind. So why wouldn't I want somebody that's going to set up this, this Just conference because for success? I, I, don't, I don't have to sit here and say adapt or die when some Rudy Pooh conference isn't doing their job. He's a puppet. I, I would rather have somebody. With a you would broadcasting rather have a background. I'd rather have somebody with a broadcasting background. Who else would be hired for this they position? Can't get out of, they cannot get out of the broadcasting deal that they've already signed with CBS and Fox. It, it, it's not, it has nothing to do with them renegotiating the deal. It, it just has everything to do with their understanding of that side of things. That is important for the, the future of running a conference. That is the most important aspect of football. Joe, is broadcasting being a commissioner is not everything. You it's you not, have it is not everything. You have other resources to handle and deal with. What rules. does he know about NIL? What does he know about you Ohio know, State? Hold on. What does he know about Ohio State and Michigan using a collective to illegally get through taxes to pay recruits? We don't See, know what he doesn't know, know, but we also don't know what he he's fully capable of getting caught up and being understanding it again. Just because he's has doesn't have this background, not that many people know anything about NIL. It hasn't been around long enough. Again, who would we, should Joe, we have hired a president a, for this position? Joe, a rabbit with a bell on its collar knows more about NIL than this dude. 
I, you're barking? No. I don't, care, I don't care that the new NCAA president doesn't know anything about college athletics. Oh, Blake, he's a politician. And it doesn't stop that his requirements aren't as equally as good. Would you have rather have this been a, an athletic director or a president? Yes. Because you know what an athletic director can do and has already done? Wait for it. It's magic. Call me what, what I don't even know. Call me Dr. Strange. They know how to run programs. What, running what a are program we is different than running a, co- about a here, Joe. We're, um, we're talking about a perfectly qualified guy that was hired for the for He's the not qualified. Yeah. He's not qualified. You know what he's he was the CEO, COO of the MLB just because he's not and coming you know from the NFL. CEO, you know what that COO of the MLB did? He let the Houston Astros cheat and nothing happened to him. This, the chief operations officer has nothing to do with rules so overseeing he's not running Major League Baseball. He wasn't. He was he's not Rob Manfred. Okay, so you mean to tell me that he didn't know what was going on in that investigation with the Astros and he did nothing? He was probably aware of what – but uh, he's still not his responsibility to hold – the Astros accountable. That's all Rob Manfred. What do you Rob Manfred? What is an operating officer's job? Operations. Then he operated wrong. That, that has nothing to do with rules. That's the commissioner's job. He wasn't the commissioner of the MLB and he's being hired now for a commissioner role. That he has no, he has five years. We're going to sit here and Uh five years. We're going to sit here and say, Kevin, he's no better than Kevin Warren. What was Kevin Warren's background? Admittedly, I don't know. He was a lawyer. He was a lawyer. That's his background is a million times better. And and with all due respect to Kevin Warren and with all due respect to the Big Ten, anything you can do, I can do better. Hashtag Greg Sankey. The, The only thing that that man ever did was follow Greg Sankey's lead. Okay. All he did. Blake, can I look? Admittedly, I'm not as caught up on the backgrounds of some of the other commissioners. What is Greg Sankey's background? Where did he come from? He, if I'm not mistaken, now I don't have this on the top of my head. He was the commissioner of the Southland Conference. Uh, I don't think he was. Uh, he might have been the commissioner when I played in that conference. I don't remember all of his telltale signs. But before he got to the SEC, okay. he was in front office administrations of college athletics. Okay, like so he, he was not, with the he was with the Southland, and then he was in compliance with the SEC in two thousand two, uh, and then he moved up to the to the commissioner role. Okay, you know what? I will admit that 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 is a but that's compliance. Like he came from compliance. Have you ever heard this of is a, a show different call? world than in two thousand two? Have you ever heard of a show calls? Have you yes. ever heard of a show calls? Has he ever issued one? I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. He is not it, not me and Greg Sankey. I'm talking about this Patetti guy. He's never – he doesn't know the ramifications of issuing out a, a show cause. If something happens like Hugh Freeze, mm-hmm. what's he going to do? He has no experience in this realm whatsoever. You know what he'll do? Since he's a puppet, he'll go out there and do what CBS tells him to do. You, here's another one. Here's another one. Kevin Warren, not a part of athletics. We're spending way too much time on this. Yeah. When Urban Meyer had the situation where he had a coach that was beating his wife, mm-hmm. what did the Big Ten do? Nothing. Nothing. I, I digress. I, All right. I, I don't – look, just to wrap this up, I don't think that we should use what Kevin Warren did as an example of if 
for Teddy People is capable. People that don't have experience in college athletics, Pac-12, their commissioners, what's happening? It's stumbling. Okay. Big 12, what's happening? They're staying afloat, I would argue. Now you here comes the Big Ten. Oh, by the way, ACC, what's going on over there? Stumbling. So we only have one conference that's got their crap together, which and, is the and, SEC. So we only have one example. Hey, you ever heard the child song? B-I-N-G-O and bingo was his name. Oh, all right, let's get rolling. I don't want to spend right, no more time right, on this on right, this Rudy right, Poo. Right, all right. Cliff Kingsbury hired as a senior analyst at USC. Joe, I will start off by saying this. I think it's a good hire. I don't think that there's any problem whatsoever. I think, in my personal opinion, USC got better yesterday when they hired Cliff Kingsbury. You can't, you cannot tell me that he does not know offense. You just can't. It's not as if he's on a, a, a on the field coach, right? Like mm-hmm. he's not coaching quarterbacks he's not on the field coaching them what he really is going to be is he's going to watch film with quarterbacks during uh, during film study and breakdown and he's going to be a right hand to Lincoln Riley you know that I know that everybody knows that what I don't understand is why people are so angry at this pushback like I I I guess what you, you can. What do you mean by the pushback? I, I just saw it on Twitter like, ha ha, Cliff Kingsbury, ha ha, he's going to USC. Like, and Steve Sarkeesian went to Alabama, Lane Kiffin went to Alabama. Uh, I mean, name, pick your poison. Billy Napier was at Alabama. I mean, pick your poison. Coaches get fired, they got to go somewhere else. That's just how the world works. The way that I look at this, and I, I guess I'm kind of in that camp, but not really. I just think that this is a nothing higher for both parties. And let's take it from the USC angle because Cliff did what he wanted to do. He's he's clearly just trying to coast for a little bit to stay out of the spotlight, which is right thing to do. There's a very negative sentiment on Cliff Kingsbury right now because of the lack of success that he produced over the last two head coaching jobs that he had. Right. But for the university of Southern California, it's a nothing higher. Like this is, it's fine. He's got good experience. He's worked with some good quarterbacks. He worked with Mahomes. He worked with Johnny Manziel. I, I like, I get that. That is it's re- reputable experience of some guys that he's worked with. But I'm going to say it. Cliff is one of the most overrated coaches in all of football. Head he, coaches, just, just coaches. I think that I he continuously that. has gotten so many extra chances. I know that he is a smart offensive mind, but if he was such a good offensive mind, why didn't he take an offensive coordinator job? Why is he taking this job? He did. He he lacks confidence or something along those lines. Is that what it is? I just don't see it with Cliff. I think Cliff is is in over his head at this point. He can't. He hasn't produced results in the past two jobs that he's had. I don't disagree, but being a good, being a subpar head coach doesn't mean you don't know offense. Doesn't mean that you can't be a massive asset to a team. They got better from the simple aspect of this. If Cliff Kingsbury's in the box, meaning the press box, or he's on the field, if you're Lincoln Riley and you don't see something and Cliff Kingsbury sees something, because regardless if you like it or not, they're from the, look, they're from the same air raid system. They still have the same principles. I would mm-hmm. even guarantee a lot of the same play calls are the same. They come from the same tree. It, it's different 
when Lincoln Riley hears on the headset from Cliff Kingsbury versus when he hears from a maybe an assistant that he's not necessarily familiar with. Though his words will dictate things for, I think, Lincoln offensively that it might not do for other coaches. Meaning, I, I don't know who the running backs coach is. I don't mean this negatively. But if a running back coach sees something, Lincoln be like, yeah, shut up. You know, in the back yeah. of his mind, he's always saying, yeah, shut up. I, I already know that. But when Cliff says it, I, I think it, it just hits differently. Here's the thing, though, for me with Cliff. Again, you can make all the changes that you want to offensively. But unfortunately for USC, this man doesn't coach defense. That's also part of where I'm coming at with this. Like this, this team, I'm going to be very blunt. This doesn't make the team better. It's nice. It's a nice thing to have to bring him in with what you just said. He's got a lot of experience. He's a good offensive mind. You can't have too many good coaches. And if it's in an analyst role, again, it's, it's to the benefit of the program, but they didn't need to hire this. And it's just like when we talked about the Deuce Robinson thing. Cool. That's great. You added a good athlete. But why are we so focused on offense? The same problem, the same thing is going to continually be said about USC. And I'm going to scream it in this on this damn show every time something like this happens. Hire a new defensive coordinator. Hire better defensive coaches. Recruit better defensively. USC is Oklahoma West, and they're going to continue to get dogged in the Pac-12 championship and in the playoff. Because they don't play defense. The real teams play defense. Georgia plays defense. Alabama plays defense. LSU plays defense. Michigan plays defense. Ohio State plays defense. USC doesn't care. And they clearly keep showing examples of why there's overemphasis on offense and none on defense. Can't win football games that way. I I 100% agree with you. Just to give some reference, USC was 106 in total. Look, and I've already said this before, but it it, kind of comes to a point where it's coming second nature because we talk about USC, 106 in total defense, 124th on third down, 94th in scoring, 112th in passing yards allowed, 80th in rush defense. The only good thing that they were in the top 50 of, Joe, was, or, or top 55, was the 52nd ranked red zone defense. It's not good enough. I, I'm with you there. I agree with you. I, I don't think that you can – you can't have that type of defense and win – not only national championships, you can't win conference championships a lot of times when your defense is that bad. I Don't take this the wrong way. But I agree with your last statement when you said these other teams play defense. But you know what else they do? When something's going bad, okay, fan bases around the country will look at a bad situation and scream from the rafters that things got to get better. What do I mean by that? Ohio State, last season, 126 in red zone defense. Mm-hmm. What is their, What are they talking about in the, in the offseason? We got to get better at stopping teams once they get to the 20. With the, your team, Notre Dame, 130th at 131 teams in red zone defense. What, are they, what has Marcus Freeman talked about a lot this offseason? And rightfully so. Look, he's looked him, he, Marcus Freeman – and and Ryan Day have looked themselves in the mirror and said, look, I know that we're giving up yardage, but we got to get better in the red zone, right? And the fans understand that. People understand that. They know what they have to do to be better. At some point, Lincoln's got to make a decision. 
if I'm a USC fan, which I don't hate USC, as much as people label me as a USC hater alongside you, I don't hate USC. College football is better when USC is good. It's just facts. You won't get to that next level with Alex Grinch. You just won't. Joe, the numbers don't lie when they're this bad, yeah. okay? When I'm comparing you to Colorado defensively, you know you've made some bad decisions. No, exactly. And I, I think that we have repeated we have repeated this already often, and it's April. It's, it's only April, and I think we're going to keep repeating it. And if it you're gets not, exhausting. It gets exhausting, and if – if you're not going to fire Alex Grinch, I I don't know how you don't seek out support. You know why 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 is there no one no decision made to bring in an analyst on the defensive side of the football? They did. They made a couple of hires, but they're not they're not good enough hires to where you can go out. So as they make headlines. Those hires didn't make very many headlines. Uh, like the no, the, because the very one made bigger headlines than the, well, than those. Well, again. When you when you talk about okay, when you talk about these teams, okay, specifically like a Georgia or an Alabama or whoever it may be, you know who those senior analysts are? Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp was a senior analyst for um, Kirby Smart. Now, I'm gonna throw this your way. You're not gonna agree. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between Will Muschamp's career and Cliff Kingsbury's career? What's the what's the real? I, I mean, the that's I a good know point. That, Actually, I, I know that Will Muschamp had a season where they had ten wins. Yeah, I know one's on offense, one's on defense. What's the difference? I, I yeah, admittedly, there's not much of a difference. I a difference. I believe though that with Muschamp. He was a little bit more recently removed from being a defensive coordinator, and I, I I get the rehabilitation process of getting back into the landscape of being a coach. You know, getting back into the swing of things after being um, so aggressively removed from the scene. I is it the route that that Cliff is going? Is that what has to be done? That he needs to start out as an analyst? I do think that. Muschamp is a much more proven defensive coordinator, though, than, than Kingsbury was as an offensive coordinator. What What's the long-term play here? Does, does Kingsbury get hired as the offensive coordinator here's next I, year? Here's what I think the long-term play could be. This is why you make hires like this. Does Lincoln Riley know that he's got to take a step back and be more of a CEO? I I, I think here's, – here's my opinion, okay? Mm-hmm. My opinion is Lincoln finally has come to the conclusion that he might need to take a step back. And I think ultimately, if things work out the way that I think Lincoln ultimately would want them to, Cliff takes over the offense. Maybe Alex Grinch is still there. Somebody new takes over the defense. And he can be a CEO. That's what I believe. Now, I don't know that. I'm I'm not in that meeting room. I'm not covering that team. I don't have... Somebody, somebody close to Lincoln Riley. I don't know that. That's what it feels like to me. When coaches make those type of hires, that's normally what they do them for. When you make that explosive of a hire, like 
We literally seen Saban do it a couple times. We just saw Kirby Smart do it with Mike Bobo. We just saw Brian Kelly do it with John Jancic. Mm. Like, we see this across. We saw Ryan Day do it. I think once, I forget the man's name. Maybe he didn't do it, but we've seen Jim Harbaugh do it. We've seen dudes do this before. I just think that's what they're trying to go to. That doesn't mean Lincoln's not going to spend all of his time on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. I just think that it, it it allows him to take that step back that maybe he wants. Now, if that's the case and that's the truth, then I do believe that that's a good a good play for them. I don't think Lincoln Riley's – I mean, uh, Kirk Cliff Kingsbury's a bad offensive play caller. I really don't. I'm not saying he's a bad one. I just think he's extremely overhyped. It's it's painted as if he's this offensive savant, that he's this unstoppable offensive force. But one thing I've we've witnessed with Cliff Kingsbury, he's terrible at making adjustments. I think he knows how to run the air, air raid to a I team. I can't disagree with that. He is one of the worst coaches I've ever seen that does not is unwilling to make halftime adjustments. He lets teams adapt to him and then sits in the mud and lets himself get knocked around. I don't think that Cliff is as good as he is he is made up to be. He's an above average offensive coordinator. He is not an elite one. And he's benefited from some pretty positive situations that I think set him up for the success and the eventual hiring that he got as the Texas Tech head coach and the Arizona Cardinals head coach. Well, so look, he he's had situations where he has massively, and I'm talking about massively, underachieved. He's had too many good of quarterbacks mm-hmm. to like. I mean, going 13 and 16 with Patrick Mahomes. That's can you terrible. get a nine? Can you can you have an eight win season? Can you have a nine win season? Like that's abysmal. Okay, being 30 and 40 as a head coach in the SEC uh, in college football that that is abysmal. Being 19 and 35 with the Cardinals, that's abysmal. Okay. Uh, I mean, not excuse me, 28 and 30, uh, 28 and 38 and one in the NFL's abysmal. He's 19 and 35 in the Big 12. Uh, he, it's not even a hard conference. No, and it's it it isn't. But again, I always make the distinction. I'm not asking him to be the head coach. I'm just asking him to call plays. And I think that there's a massive difference there. I like the hire. I think it make. I do think it makes him better because here's the truth: when Lincoln's spending all his time with Caleb Williams during the season, mm-hmm. the five star kid that they just signed and got committed. What's his name Ma- again? Malachi Nelson. Mal- Mal- Malachi Nelson. Cliff Kingsbury's not a bad guy to have around him to teach him either. That's a fair. That's a fair point. I, I don't disagree with that. Do, let's just say that they could do much worse in, in bringing in a senior analyst than Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I I don't I don't know if I agree with that state. I think you could be Jake with the coaching. Pete. Google him. With Jake the, Pete's the coaching tree that Lincoln has. I'm sure that there's somebody that would be easily compared. Look, the other thing too, the reason why I, I think that Cliff is overly credited for the success of a lot of guys and why he is again in my eyes overhyped you see his name attached to Patrick Mahomes a lot Patrick Mahomes coming into the NFL was labeled as raw and underdeveloped that was what he was described as did Kyler Murray improve in his first years in the NFL no he stayed the same he did not take that step forward that many people anticipated I I just I don't get why we keep giving him credit for putting together half finished products 
And is that what you need for like, is that what he's going to do? And is it because he's focused on everything and he needs to only focus on offense? He also worked with Johnny Manziel. I mean, that was, well, that was fine. You can't, you can't go there because they wanted, they, he won a Heisman. He did win a Heisman, but at the same time, he's, he was an athlete. He wasn't a quarterback. That was why he won it is because he was so hard to tackle and he was such a problem. But at the same time, there were way more talented quarterbacks in, in college football at the time when, when Johnny Manziel was playing. I don't know. I just I don't think that it's truly justified for what we talk about with Cliff. I don't think it's gonna hurt them. I really don't think it's gonna hurt no, them. No, it's not, it's not, it's not gonna hurt them. Okay. Like mm -hmm. it, it's it's not gonna hurt them. There's nothing, there's nothing that is going on here that's going to hurt them. Okay, the only th the only questions that I will continue to have about this is what do they do in the future? Okay, and so, but then let me tell you what else it does to to kind of in this in this here. Mm -hmm. You know what else it does? It it also eliminates guys getting complacent. You know, like if there's an offense, you know, whoever wants to be the next offensive coordinator, it, it really makes them have to be on their p's and q's when it comes to their this offense because you can't just lollygag around because cliff's coming pause oh my god that was <laughs> i mean uh, it's the truth yes yeah, yeah yeah um i don't know we'll see what happens i mean I, i'm curious to see if that's the direction that this turns is that eventually lincoln's takes a step back and then cliff's role expands or he ends up with another program is that the direction this ends up turning to um I don't know. I, I feel it's more likely that he's hired away to another program before that happens. Could be. And you know who it could be? Alabama. If Tommy Reese doesn't work out. Tommy Reese. We've said it on the show multiple times. I don't think that's working out. No. I just didn't. That ain't working out. I mean, come on. Let's, let, 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 let's get real for a minute. Real. <laughs> All right. So, Joe, we do have to talk about um, – Kirby Smart taking a shot at Josh Heupel. You want to take a quick break and talk about our good friends over at Bet Online, and then transition to um, Kirby Smart and Josh Heupel. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hit the break, and then we'll roll into uh, roll to Heupel and, and Kirby. Bet Online. Be back in forty-five seconds. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports contests, events, with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. We're back! Apparently, I am going on with um, our friends over the Charity Stripe. This week, um, I don't know how this is going to go, Joe. I, I have no real idea. Um, Odds it actually comes together. What do you What do you think? If you had to get out of a one out of ten, 
if you had to get rated on the, the possibility of it happening, what would you say? I think a five. I was going to go three and a half. Oh, you're less optimistic than I yeah, am. Yeah, I just don't trust Josh Fisher. Oh, he's going to, it's going to be like Thursday, like an hour before, and you're going to text him and be like, are we doing this? And then he's going to be like, ah, oh, sorry, we're taping something. Uh, I'm right just going to let you know, and yes. you can clip this and send it to him. Mm -hmm. Hell have no wrath on someone who scorned Blake Rufino. <laughs> Just gonna tell you uh, that right now. Well, we actually might have to. He said Thursday at three Pacific time. I no 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 no. Well, I forget what it was, but we might have to bump that for Fe Bruce Feldman, who might be coming on the show. Oh soon. yeah, yeah. So, I'm not talking to Josh Fisher for 30 minutes if I get to talk to Bruce Feldman. Yeah, so we'll we'll make a decision on that. We'll make a decision yeah. on the schedule. Yeah, Fisher can catch these hands. <laughs> anyway, all right. So the other day, look. So let me preface this by saying. I'm going to paraphrase a lot here. I'm not going to go through the whole clip of what Kirby Smart said and what Josh Heupel said. Basically, Kirby Smart, obviously you know who he is, he's the head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs. He made, he was asked a question about his quarterbacks, and he says, look, basically this is what he says. We are an offense that has a lot of shifts, a lot of motions, you may have to make multiple reads. You got to make decisions on the fly. We're not, a, we're, we don't go hurry up. We don't go fast. We, we are a process pro style offense, which then everybody in America started asking, was Kirby Smart taking shots at Josh Heupel? Well, then Josh Heupel responds, well, there's no one in America that puts more on their quarterbacks more than I do, which is a complete and utter piece of dog manure because that's not true. What is the knock on Hendon Hooker right now? It's the, the fact that he played in an offense that didn't require him to do a whole lot. And it was initial, immediate, first read and go. And Hendon has since made the statement of, it's not my fault that my receivers are always open. But there's a reason why they're always He's open. He's not wrong there. He's not wrong. But the knock that you would ask any scout is that he makes one read, two reads, he's out of there. Yes. It's a right? very simple offense. This is why... This is why, for me, I'm religiously, religiously a Stetson Bennett fan. Now, our good friend Big Game Boomer, did you see that Rudy Pooh list that he made about quarterbacks? Uh, I almost said to you, like, should we might need to talk about this on the show, but I don't, I don't like reacting to those lists. Well, he's come on my show. I think. Look, Boomer, you're a Rudy Pooh. I'll say it to his face. He's been on my show. Look, yeah. look great dude, loving to death, but he's an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> this is why I believe Stetson Bennett doesn't get enough credit. Mm. Kirby's not wrong. Joe, the, the 12 personnel shifts, the motions, the play call in and of itself, right? From a pro-style offense to what Hinton Hooker's calling. You know what Hinton Hooker's saying? 42! 42! They're getting up to the line. They know what 42 is. They run it out of that out of that formation. They know what they need to do. They're a very fast offense. They're not – Tennessee's offense is not having a process. Josh Heupel said, oh, he's got to make checks. Josh Heupel did not let Hendon Hooker make O-line checks. Cade Mays was the one that made or, – or the Cade Mays kid was the one that was making checks all year. Kirby's not wrong. It was not a shot to Josh Heupel, in my opinion. It's a shot at his young quarterbacks. 
I think because this is what Kirby said. You got to actually listen to the entire, actually listen to the entire interview. When Kirby says, and I'm quoting, I'm putting pressure on these quarterbacks right now so they can make the right decisions when it comes September. That is a direct quote from Kirby. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a shot at Josh Heupel, but in a in a way, I could see that it is. So I see I one of the things, one of the articles I read had stated that it was a question that was very leading for Heupel when he was basically asked to they didn't ask him to respond to it, but they kind of set him up to respond to it. Mm-hmm. I think it's less of a shot, Kirby's initial statement at Heupel and more of just a general shot at a lot of these rinky dink offenses that don't require a lot of their quarterbacks. I I think that 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 is more coming into play here than it being specifically directed at Heupel. But I, if I'm being completely honest, like why is Kirby acting like he's really asking so much of his quarterbacks. And I, I know that he's trying to invigorate them and, and saying that, there's a lot of pressure and that you need to be prepared for that in-game pressure. But is he really acting like this is the New England Patriots offense? Like it's something really complex that they're not gonna, they're not understanding. Joe, I, I'm going to be, be honest. Okay. So let me just tell you something. Uh-huh. The, I, I, anybody that thinks that their offense isn't complex is wrong. Okay. The motions and shifts as an example of the play call inside that huddle or however they're calling it is damn near half a paragraph, if not a paragraph, okay? There's a reason why Stetson has the wristband on. There's a reason why every quarterback has a wristband on because it's too – it is way too much to – let me tell you what's going on at Georgia. Mm -hmm. They're going through to to Stetson. They're giving him the signal, 37, okay? He goes to the huddle and he reads 37. It's a small – let's just call it paragraph, Okay. And the formation's already over there. So he doesn't have to read the, out the formation. You already know the formation. Trips right, uh, uh, double tights right, whatever it may be, split wide tight, whatever it is. And then he's reading the playoff. Mike Bobo, I mean, not Mike Bobo, um, former offensive coordinator. Help me. Um, oh, oh, my God. Um, Todd Munkin. Todd Munkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd Munkin says, he ain't, I'm quoting, this is an actual quote. I pulled this up from Todd Munkin from three years ago. You ready? I ain't changing shit. That's a direct quote. Okay. <laughs> so, a great quote. That's a great quote. I kind of want to get it tattooed on like my back or something. I ain't uh-huh. changing shit. You know what I mean? Anyway, either way, it is more of a red offense. Let me tell you why. Okay. Because when you have two tight ends or 12 personnel, both of them on the left, and then you shift them over right, and you have a safety that bumps up, a safety that comes back on the box, the outside corner goes back, the inside corner comes in. What coverage are they in? What coverage are You have to make that decision within yeah. a five-second window, which is, again, why I don't believe or why I believe that Setson Bennett gets too much criticisms, okay, from people. Ask any offensive play caller in the country. What he did last last two years is more of what you'll see in the NFL than what any quarterback that will be drafted outside of Bryce Young or C and maybe CJ. I think CJ still is not in that in that boat, but they won't see that. Okay, that is complex. Saying trips right stick routes. Thanks, Heupel. Thanks. 
Well, you first, both run inside zone. Yeah. Inside and outside zone is all that you're running offensively. Mm -hmm. Spare me. Well, first of all, Stetson should be able to pick up and know how to run that offense considering he played 10 years of college football and he was around that long. What like about Chris Winkie? My, my point here is that him being caught up, he's been around long enough that he should be comfortable with it. I actually am not the biggest fan of the stubborn nature nature of offensive court coordinators in not wanting to make adjustments for quarterbacks. I, I would argue that if you've got talented players that are inexperienced, asking them to do more when they're not used to it is setting them up for failure. This is college football. This is in the NFL. I've never been a huge fan of the whole pro style. It needs to be a full pro style offense. It's what they do in the NFL. It, it makes the most sense. It's what we're used to doing. You either got to figure it out or you're not playing. If you got athletes, simplify it for them for it to work. I, I just strongly disagree. But I, I, I look at all these other teams that, that succeed. Hypel's the great example. Look at all these other teams that succeed with. Succeed from what, though? Succeed in what? Hendon Hooker was a Heisman candidate until he got hurt. That succeeded. So he wasn't really a candidate. He was. He, he was didn't a go candidate. to New York. He was a candidate. We're not gonna. We're not gonna sit here and say that that Hendon okay, Hooker wasn't deserving. Right. Not, right. Come on. Yeah, I'm not gonna the, say that. What I will say. What I will say. Okay. Don't tell me that George is not putting more on their quarterback. Joe, I've been. I've been in spread. I, I've been mm -hmm. in an air raid. So shout out to Dennis Rowland. Rest in peace. God bless his soul. I've been in it. I've also been in a pro-style offense, and I'm going to just tell you, nothing is put more on the quarterback in an air raid-style offense or an offense like Heupel's more than a pro-style offense. It's not even remotely comparable, okay? It, it just isn't. Like, but let me tell you something, Joe, and I probably shouldn't say this, and I don't I'm not going to name names, so that way it won't come back on me. Do you know that me and my quarterback in college used to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner together every day? No, I didn't every, know that. Every day. It is so complex because, Joe, you might get a play call in and you might be to the line of scrimmage with 10 seconds left to go on the uh, on the clock, and you got to make motions and you got to make checks. And, by the way, the quarterback, what he knows and what I know and what nobody else in the field knows is he's got a, a jack outside linebacker on this quick slant he's about to throw is about to absolutely obliterate his back. He will never have to go to a chiropractor again because he's going to break every bone in his back. Okay, that's what I know. Hypo doing what he did is not more complex. And again, I think that everybody took it the wrong way. Due to the simple nature that Kirby came out and said, I'm trying to put pressure on these guys to make the right decisions today so that they can make the right decisions in September. That's what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of take back what I said at the beginning of the show. Now that the more that I think about it, I don't know if this is as much of a, a back and forth battle as it, it, it might have been painted. To be. Kirby don't, don't give two no. freaking Rudy poos about Josh Heupel. No, he doesn't. No. Especially considering you beat him. Kirby lied to everybody out there in front of his mama and the whole nation saying, oh, everybody said we were going to go dead last in the SEC. Kirby, shut your bullcrap <laughs> ass up. Bro, Joe, this man ran out there and said nobody picked us to win. 
which is just absolutely not true, which is absolutely a ridiculous thing. He's a line sack of crap. Actually, maybe off of that point alone, maybe that's maybe that is a little evidence that this was directed at Hypo that he's one of he does kind of come off as one of those guys as as though that there might think that there's tension when there isn't. That might seem that there's more I mean, going look, on when there isn't. If he did, meaning Kirby, mm-hmm. if he did take a shot at Hypo, I think it's a compliment to Tennessee. I think it's a compliment to Hypo. Yeah, because it worked. Again, that was my whole point is that you produce success with a simplified offense. More often than not, I think the the simple nature of an offense is better for college football. It's better for guys that are underdeveloped decision makers. CJ succeeded for the most part. You You know what Kirby's favorite song is? What? Why you always lying. Why you always lying. It's the truth. I, I'm glad you Look, don't. Kirby doesn't care about. Continue. He doesn't care about Tennessee's offense. Heupel, mm. Heupel's biggest weaknesses have come against Georgia, and rightfully so. I mean, they're the best team in the country. They got the best defensive line in the country. They got the best DBs. Some of the best DBs in the country. They got the best interior linebackers in the country. I, I mean, it, it just it is what it is. I'm interested to find out this. This is the, when. I, this is the only thing I'm going to say about this. You ready? Mm-hmm. I wonder how 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 worried Kirby really is. You know, the portal opens in five days or four days. It opens on April the 15th. Let me ask you a question. If Kirby's just worried in spring practice about his quarterbacks, do they hit the portal? I think that they should. I also think... I wonder who well, becomes available. They could, they could go and get. Like, I mean, who would? Well, with the nature of how we firmly all sit here and know that there is illegal tampering that happens on a daily basis. Hell yeah! I have a text message from a, a former UGA coach mm. to Eric Gilbert when he was at LSU. I have it, and it's saved in my phone. Again, what it rhymes, happens. What rhymes with Stan? Dan, uh, okay. All right. But, all right. <laughs> but my point is, I know you don't like Michael Pratt, but I would go and get Michael Pratt. I think that he might be one of the, he was rumored to be available uh, and did not make himself playing available. playing Tulane right now in baseball. Don't bring up that name to me. Michael, you hate on Michael Pratt. Michael Pratt is a really good quarterback, man. I think that Michael Pratt, you throw him into that Georgia offense. Hey, bro, the last time Michael Pratt played an SEC team, as Mike Tyson once said in a post-game fight interview, mm-hmm. I broke my back. <laughs> There's also a couple FCS kids, though, that they could go out there and get. There's one kid who I, oh, I really – Wait, no, no, no. Seriously, seriously, seriously. Theo Day at Northern Iowa was previously at Michigan State, transferred to Northern Iowa. I don't know if he's got the the ability to hop back and transfer a third – or second time, technically. He's somebody I would consider. But Michael Pratt, I think, is the one that makes the most sense because I don't think anyone else is left available at larger destinations or is good enough to – unless you're going to pursue Drake May again, which was rumored that they were one of the teams in on those conversations. They can get Drake May, though. They're not going to. If after all of that, Drake May stayed after being pursued by Bama and Georgia, he's not – He's not leaving. 
I'd lean Michael Pratt as if they if they did go after somebody. And I just I don't necessarily know who else would would hop in the portal right now. The the more likelihood of what's going to happen is what happened with Jordan Addison last year, where suddenly things weren't going well for Jordan Addison and he had to hop in the portal. No, he was incentivized and he was being offered money by Texas and USC. So what younger guys, what guys at smaller programs that look promising are willing to take that jump? I don't think they'll do it. I don't think they do. You don't think they bring somebody in? No, I don't think they're going to bring anybody in. Uh, maybe, I, they, maybe they would because they brought in Jamie Newman. But after that whole Jamie Newman, you remember Jamie Newman from Wake yeah, Forest who went there and then and then quit and then never played another. The man literally never played another down of football. How sad is that? He never played another down of football. Stupidest decision that kid ever made, especially after having a free year, right? Like the kid had a whole free year. Um, I, I guess it all depends on who's in there. We don't know who's going to be in there. Like if a Garrett Nussmeyer were to go in there, sure. If a, um, I don't know, one of the quarterbacks at Texas were to go in there. I would think it would have to be somebody a little more proven. I, I don't think that they would make the move for, this isn't a knock on Nussmeyer, but Nussmeyer has half no. of a game and he, and he torched Georgia. He absolutely cooked Georgia. But I, don't, I would argue that if to that point, they, they would, would want to go after a veteran. They would want to go after a Sam Hartman type guy that has been around the block. There's not another love. Sam Hartman out there though, Joe. I, I think Michael Pratt again is, is does, deserves more love. I'm going to keep saying Michael Pratt. Watch you, Michael Pratt out in the you, portal. There's a difference between a prospect and there's a difference between a game changing quarterback in college. Michael Pratt beat USC. Who did at Tulane Who didn't? at Tulane. He beat USC. He USC also lost to Utah, who lost to six and seven Florida. That's still a big deal to beat USC. Oh, so now it's a big deal. I never said it wasn't a big deal. I've been, I have been you know pushing. Tulane also beat Kansas State. Who beat who? TC. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? You just had to bring that back up again. I mean, it's just the truth. I'd love to put together that list and I, I or just to, to think about it, but um, we need to circle that that day on the 15th. Cause I'm sure that we're going to have a lot of, Oh dude, I already hear, I'm already hearing things that mm. it's going to be wild, but we'll mm. see, man. I mean, look, it is what it is. We'll see. All we'll right. See. Are you not going to, you wait, you, I've never done it before. You're usually the one who does it. You, is that you? Is that you're waiting for me? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you. All right. All right. Good show. Didn't know that we were going to talk about Big Ten Commissioner and that'd be the hot topic of our show, but sparked a good debate. Sure did. Are we going live tomorrow or are we, what are we doing? I was going to ask tomorrow, or do we want to go Thursday to space it out? Tomorrow is Doesn't top five to defensive coordinators. Okay, we can do that. It doesn't matter to me. We'll, we'll connect offline, but let's, let's loosely say tomorrow. All right. See you tomorrow. Better everyone. Peace. Peace.